Okay, here's a slightly different one. I was physically assaulted twice this week. In fact, in the last couple of days. Um, I don't want to spoil anything because it's kind of a it's kind of a fun one. It's not totally off topic from my podcast because it one of them has to do with uh, with peak week. That's going to sound weird, but it'll make sense in a moment. One of them has to do with peak week and then, and, uh, and everything that went with that and came after that. And, uh, the other one was, uh, so that was a physical assault I kind of did on myself. And then the other physical assault was, uh, was something that somebody did to me, uh, basically unprovoked, uh, punching me in the face and, and neck. So, uh, so yeah, this is kind of a different one. Hopefully you enjoy it. As much as I didn't. I was physically assaulted twice this week. Mm, That's a kind of uncommon occurrence or a set of occurrences for me. So I'll just, I'll just briefly overview what those instances were, and then I'll get a little bit into detail. I acknowledge up front, it might get a little bit long here because I want to give a full picture to, well, uh, let's be honest here. The main reason I've been recording these things is it's stream of conscience. It's a way for me to be honest with my thoughts and go back on them in time and see where I'm at and those kinds of things. I do acknowledge that uh, there are some others of you out there that appreciate my thoughts, especially when it comes to physique improvement. And I, I appreciate that, but that's not why I do it. This is for me to speak and work through my thoughts. So that's what it's going to be. It's just going to be basically an honest account of uh, what's going on in my life, the strange occurrences in the last few days. So the first um, high-level overview assault was actually self-induced. I, I was thinking of actually doing a, a talking all about this because I talked about peak week. And the thing is, Peak week for me this week, uh, or this year rather, was not fun. I was a grouchy old bastard, and um, and I it just it wasn't enjoyable the way it was in the past. The way it was specifically last year when I I had my spirits up, I felt good about it. I felt it made a small but important difference in my physique. This year I felt differently. I felt it didn't really make any noticeable difference that I could tell my weight numbers would say otherwise, but picture wise, I couldn't really see a lot of difference. And I was miserable and, um, and dehydrated and all those things. Cause I added in a, uh, sort of dehydration protocol this year. And, um, and then after it, I got sick, like violently physical, physically ill. So that's why I say I basically physically assaulted myself. And I was thinking of talking about how peak week, I I would, if I ever do it again, I will structure it probably completely differently, especially for my purposes in doing it. Uh, So I'll get more into detail on that in a moment. Um, The other physical assault was actually uh, my sister uh, punching me. Uh, I believe she punched, it's it's a bit of a blur. She, it seems she punched me a couple times in the face and in the neck. And, um, like unprovoked. I mean, when I say unprovoked, again, I'm being honest here. Uh, no rational person, no rational human being would have been provoked by, uh, by the things leading up to, uh, her assault of me. Um, but it's, it puts you in a very weird position to be punched in the face, um, and, and neck, um, by somebody and then have to kind of like reel yourself in and be like, wait a minute, this is my sister. As much as I want to retaliate and beat the living shit out of you right now and uh, like would certainly be able to. It's like at the on the other hand, it's like 
that's not how I was raised. I was raised to have, I was technically, my dad always said, never hit a lady. He said, but not all women are ladies, which is certainly the case for my sister. But so even though technically I'm sure my dad would have, uh, on technicalities would have approved of me kicking her ass afterwards. Um, it just didn't feel right. And, and, you know, so I took the moment, collected myself. What's hilarious about it is I actually kind of turned the other cheek and uh, so she's a Jesus freak, as I'll get into. So I'm sure that's lost on her because she's a hypocrite in basically every way. But um, so I'll get into that. But that was that was the more dramatic one, I think. And and like I said, it's good probably for me to document it. I uh, when I got home, uh, the, oh, this was at my parents' house. So as soon as I got home, I had my wife take pictures so that we have the physical evidence of what she did to me because. Um, Knowing my sister, she she's not one to de-escalate. That that's just it. This whole with the, virtually the whole situation, I was de-escalating, de-escalating, and she was escalating. So I wanted the physical evidence, and my children saw her do it. So I've got witnesses. I've got um, I've got the picture evidence, and and this is kind of an account to keep track of that too. Um, and it's she's just that's just how she is. She likes escalating things, and and. Um, making matters worse for everybody. That's what she does. So where, which one should I begin with? I suspect you'd be more interested in, in my sister's uh, attack on me. Unless you're here, unless you listen to what I have to say about the, the bodybuilding stuff and all that stuff. Uh, I think I'll start with the peak week one. So um, this is going to be fairly brief, don't worry, but it will be important. Because what I learned was that whether it was the dehydration protocol that was so different for me this year, um, I'm not 100% sure. But what happened was at the end, so I did my peak week. I did my uh, three days carb depletion. I did two full days carb loading and then did a little bit of carb loading right before the pictures and did them. I took pictures every single day in the morning because I wanted to compare. Like I'm still trying to hone in on what's the exact perfect protocol for this peak week stuff. And as I said, the so my numbers dipped down crazy while I was car, uh, carb depleting, and that's standard. I went down, I want uh, what like three or four pounds. Like I went down a lot, and then when I carb back up, obviously the weight went back up a little bit. Um, I think it went almost back to where it was at the end, which was to me a good sign because I felt okay. So my muscles are filling up. I'm getting the carb super compensation uh, situation happening. Theoretically, I don't know if all those glycogen, whatever, just filled up in my legs or something because looking at my upper body, the, the difference was like, I couldn't see it. I could not see a huge difference between my day one picture and my day seven picture. I did say day seven because the day after my picture day, I took pictures as well. And it's still like, and I was like, if any day I was going to be like over carb, that would be that day. Because what we did was after the pictures, we went out to a buffet and, um, well, not like immediately after, but that was our, our dinner. And, um, and now I did, I wouldn't say I overate like crazy. It was sort of an early dinner, and um, but I felt sick as a dog. I, and which is weird because in the past, anytime I've come off a diet, it's like you do sure you overeat like for a meal or whatever, but it's like fine. It's it's not a big deal now. Again, because of the peak week situation where I was eating just vegetables for three days and then just carbs for three days, basically. My, my, I'm guessing my insides were just tied in knots. And like I say, if you compound that with the dehydration stuff, you go to a buffet and high sodium and all that, it was more than my body could take. High fat, high, because I was very low on fats, especially like saturated fat. So I think the high fatty foods and the MSG or whatever, it just did not like me. So uh, I was keeled over like I felt miserable for hours and that was my um, we we ended it on our anniversary uh, so my anniversary night was almost um, ruined in a way but fortunately 
um, towards the end of the night, I started feeling normal again. Like your belly was still a bit off, but normal-ish. Um, so such that the next day I felt kind of fine and we just ate sort of normal-ish, like not like diet normal-ish, but normal, normal-ish. Um, did is cause, cause our whole point, we gave ourselves like a week to get some cravings out of the way and stuff like that. So we didn't overeat, but we enjoyed what we were eating. Um, again, that night in the middle of the night, I started like burping up like weird tasting stuff. Like when it felt like I was nauseous, I started having gas. Um, I felt awful. And then to the point where like at three in the morning, I got out of bed and I was like, it was the worst. I think I've, I've felt in a long, long time. I felt nauseous, like nauseous is like an understatement. I was, I felt I was going to puke my guts out. I shit my guts out. Um, so it was ready to come out both ends. I felt bloody miserable. And that lasted a long time, much longer than the two hours, um, on, on the night of my anniversary that lasted almost all morning long into the next day. Um, so what I came to feel from that was not only was peak week, not worth it for me in terms of the results and, and the, how like unpleasant it was at the time. I, it was even more unpleasant after the fact. So I'm thinking that going forward in the future, if I ever, I, I will be cutting again, obviously, but peak week, the only reason I think it would ever possibly be necessary for me is if, again, I'm doing a transformation challenge. But the thing is, for the last week, um, what I did, the downside of what it was, was I missed out on potentially another week of true fat loss, which I, that might have even hurt me in a way um, in my results. So I think a better approach, at least for me, is would be to keep it normal, keep it normalish. Like for the last week, if it's like a, you want to drop some weight quickly, then maybe a day or two of carb depletion. When you're dieting, you're usually pretty low on carbs anyway, but you can, if you deplete it and just eat mostly just vegetables and lean protein for a couple days, you can shed still more water weight. And to be honest, the, the worry with doing that is that your muscles will flatten out. My muscles didn't really flatten out that much, to be honest. And you keep the training pretty much normal. So your muscles are still full and pumped up and whatever. And it's not going to have a detrimental effect. And then maybe just a brief carb up right before the pictures. That's what I think I'm going to do in the future. Uh, if I do it at all. Um, or I might just do a normal cut right to the end. Um, because honestly, I think I, think I would have been just fine doing that as well. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how, uh, how my results turned out. I got to my lowest weight ever in my adult life. Um, I'm really stoked. The transformation results will be coming out, uh, this next week. I mean, I've said this before. You don't do that. You don't do it to win the transformation challenge. You do it to, um, because it's what you want to do for yourself, not for a contest. Um, but I, th I still, I hold my head high. I think I did really well. And if I, when, uh, if I place in it all the better and that, that would be fantastic. And I'll be stoked about that. Um, but I, if I don't place, then it's, I mean that I just, it means I just wasn't what, uh, what they were looking for this time around. And that's okay. That's, that doesn't negate all the great things I did. So now let's move on to the second assault my sister. So I'm, I'm going to lay out the, the basic things I already did kind of, but I'll, I'll tell it to you again here just for context. And then it's not, it's going to sound like something out of fiction. It's going to sound so ridiculously insane. And so I'm going to have to give you some context as to, I have tried my entire life to wrap my brain around my sister's mental logic, uh, path. And it has been futile at best. Um, and I can give you some examples of that. But um, but I'll, I'll give you the, the... I'll lay out the facts and then give you the context after. So the facts were... Um, it, it was... My brother is visiting from the States. My youngest brother. And uh, he... So the plan was that that day, um, Sunday, 
he was hanging out with me and my family. So we hung out for the day. We went to uh, we went to a national park. It's called the Hopewell Rocks. It's beautiful, and we we did that all um, together. And then uh, then we went to my parents' house for dinner. So we got to spend time with uh, with my brother, with my parents, all that. It was very nice. We uh, sat around a campfire and you know caught up and everything. It was a lovely old time. Well, my uh, my sister decided to crash the party. She decided she was going to show up. Uh, knowing she knew we were going to be there, uh, well, or rather, she was told we were going to be there. Apparently, she texted my dad, like saying, "Oh, we're on the way. We'll be there in fifteen minutes," as if to try to shoo us away. And I, um, my wife and I, decided no. If they want to come, because there's been, as I'll get into, there's been um, tension between uh, my sister and I for many, many years, and it's been exacerbated in the last couple of years. Um, so it was as if, as a warning, we're on our way, they should get out of there. And we're like, no, we, we were here. If, if they don't want to come while we're here, then they can wait. Or, But we're not leaving just because you guys are showing up. Uh, so they, they showed up, and we were still there, and we weren't ready to leave yet. Uh, they they popped out and put on kind of phony smiles and kind of avoided us. They had their dog with them and they had their two children with them. This was actually the first time I had seen their younger youngest son. I'd never seen him before. Uh, he came out, he was wearing a dress and pink sunglasses and everything. And uh, my grandmother was quite confused about this. She's She didn't understand why they had their son dressed like a girl. Um, so the, the husband... Uh, Carl tried to explain to my grandmother why they uh, are dressing their son like a girl, um, which was pretty amusing, actually, to, to try to hear him justifying that. Uh, so anyway, the, the night was going fine, and um, she, my sister kind of kept a distance from me, obviously, and was but she had her dog on the leash, and sometimes her dog would come over to investigate me and I love animals man I, I like I've rescued multiple cats um, I've I've rescued some dogs too um, I, I do tend towards cats I'll be honest but I, I friggin love dogs too I've my uh, my first pet was uh, York Yorkie pebbles and man oh man did I love her oh and she's unfortunately uh, got really really ill and all that but that's what happens with pets but I, I love animals so her little doggy, um, uh, Gizmo, came up to investigate me, and oh, it was so cute. I I pet her dog, and she was kind of like tugging it, trying to keep her dog away from me. Uh, again, for reasons I'll get into. Um, but but her dog was interested in me. I'm very very friendly and everything, and you know I'll, I'll more than happily pet her dog. In fact, if her kids came up to see uh, Uncle Sean, I would more than happily, you know. Uh, play with them too, but it it seemed to me that they were almost told things about me because they deliberately kept their distance from me, the kids. So I don't know what she's telling them about me. Um, but it, ugh, poor kids. Like I always felt from the minute their kids were born, I was like, Uncle Sean is going to have to save these kids someday because they don't stand a chance, you know. Um, but that time hasn't come yet. So. Um, so anyway, as the evening was wearing on, we were getting ready. We we're like, okay, we're we're ready to go now. Is on our own terms, and we were getting ready to go. I had to just go inside the house to get my keys to leave. Uh, so as I went inside the the, the house to uh, to get my keys to leave, my kids were following behind. They had some stuff inside too. I just went inside the entrance, um, and and there's the puppy. Uh, Gizmo and and saw me and was looking at me, so I kind of crouched down and and puppy came over to me and I was I was petting the dog. Next thing I know, out of the corner of my ear, I hear this fanatical, hysterical screaming coming. Get away from my dog! That kind of something like that. I don't remember the exact words, but it was along those lines. My sister charging up to me, like because I was petting her dog that came over to see me. Uh, I was a little bit dumbfounded. I stood up, 
and she was two inches from my faces, my, my face, yelling at me like fury in her eyes, like unhinged. And so I told her what I would tell anybody who did that to me. I told her to fuck off. And, um, and she's like, no, you get away. She was yelling and screaming at me. And so I started screaming back. I started yelling at her to back off, to get out of my face. And I was loud. I will admit that I was very loud to the point where it scared my niece was, uh, my, my brother's daughter was, uh, not far away. She heard the screaming. She was scared of the screaming. Uh, my daughter was scared cause she's never seen me, um, like scream like that before. Like I was loud. I was very, very loud. And, um, yeah. And so I guess, I guess as the kind of yelling and everything escalated, my, my sister punched me in the face. Uh, and now it, it was a bit of a blur. The thing is, I'm going to be cautious how I say this cause I'm, I'm not, but the thing is when, when I was a kid, um, I was, uh, hit quite a lot and I think I developed a mental, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, defense mechanism maybe where what I did was like, I, I kind of blacked it out of my memory. It's almost like bef- the times I was hit, it's like, it's a blank spot in my mind. It's as if I was, all I remember was almost an out of body experience of almost seeing it happen. Um, from, from the times I, I was hit as a kid. And it's like, so you don't feel it in the moment and you don't, remember it very well. So it was a little bit of a blur. Like obviously I remember her swinging her fist and then just, it's a bit of a blur after that. Um, but I'm pretty sure she hit me twice because, uh, my, my face, my cheek was obviously hit. That was very obvious. My neck was, um, was swollen after my son said that he saw her hit me, um, at least twice. So, so probably she hit me in I'm not sure which first, the neck or the face, but probably the face first, but it doesn't matter. Um, what I do remember is that after she, uh, after she hit me, I kind of had, <laughs> I had this moment where I was like, ho, ho, ho. And I so wanted to kick the living shit out of her at that point in time. And then I started thinking about all the family all around and I started thinking that will not end well. Um, it will look bad on me if I start hitting her. It will uh, potentially make, it will definitely make this whole thing even worse. So I took a moment. I turned my face to turn the other cheek. Still looking at her squarely in the eye. I think she was a little bit shocked too because she was reeling and still kind of shaking. I looked away from her. I picked up my belongings that had, I guess they had fallen from my hands at that point. And I left. I walked out of the house. When I walked out of the house, my daughters, uh, my daughter and, and my niece were in tears, freaking out a little bit. Um, my son went to comfort my sister. I'm uh, My daughter, I'm quite proud about that. Um, so people started crowding around. My wife, uh, came, she was, uh, she was inside like, and then she came out just, and all she did, she saw the, the mark on my face and she's like, what happened? And I I was, I was like hopped up on adrenaline at the time. So I was like, uh, yeah, that asshole punched me in the face or something. And she, she was livid. My wife, she's amazing. She always has my back. Um, so she went in and started kind of screaming at, uh, at my sister a little bit. And anyway, she came back out. We were like, it's time for us to go. And I, I was, I think I did a pretty good job of, uh, calming down and I attempted to calm down my niece. She was, she was freaked out. Like, I, I, she didn't want any part of me. It was sad, but I can't blame her. Like I screamed, like she's never seen me scream before and perhaps never seen anybody scream like that before. And plus she, I don't know if she saw crystal, um, I'm my sister, uh, punching me in the face. Um, but she was freaked out. So she didn't really want any part of me. And I, I 
I'm okay with that. I understand. I, I don't blame her. Uh, my daughter like only wanted to, to be hugged by me and by my son and my mom and everybody. My sister comes out again, like I say, all she wants to do is escalate things. She came out after she went straight to my wife and this is amazing. The first thing she did was she tried to manipulate my wife the way she has manipulated other people in my family. She said, she said, the only reason you think bad of me is because what Sean told you about me. So she was trying to pit my wife against me in the most manipulative way, trying to convince her that I'm the bad guy as she she's the victim. She's the victim of punch of her punching me in the face. This is how she tried to spin this. If you want a sense of how warped her logic is. Um, she tried. So uh, obviously my wife was having none of it. She's, um, not as stupid as the other people my sister has, or has manipulated, or at least not as prone to being manipulated by her. She knows her game. Um, she knows what she's up to and was not having any of it. So, um, so anyway, I, I gave them another yelling, uh, whatever. And eventually they, they backed off and that was, that was basically the end of it. Now, so that was, that was kind of the events as they happened. Now you're, you might be saying, no, that can't be the case. There's something missing here. Nobody hauls off and punches someone in the face for petting for being kind and and gentle and petting their dog that they love. Well, let me tell you a little bit about my sister and and that will fill in some of the gaps for you. Now, my sister um, has had a problem with me for a long time. The, the farthest back I can remember is when she was about... 18 or so, I want to say. And, and she didn't like me because she was... Um, some of this is speculation, but I'll, I'll try to keep it as factual as possible. She, um, was preparing to go on a Mormon mission. Um, the, so we, I was raised Mormon. My sister, uh, is like very fanatical about her beliefs and has been for a long time. And now in the Mormon church, uh, it's, it's quite common for the young men to, uh, be, um, um, very strongly encouraged to go on a, a mission when they're after they're done high school. Uh, the girls, not so much. The girls, it's it's like it's an option for you if that interests you, but not. But certainly, you don't have to. My dad always had a joke that it's always the, not always, but all like ninety nine percent of the time, it's the ugly girls that wind up going on missions because they can't get married off. I'm not saying that's the case with my sister, but that's what my dad said. Anyway, she was planning to go on a mission, uh, on a Mormon mission. And I don't think she liked the fact that I had a little bit of a rebellious streak. I was, um, I was always a little bit more of a free thinker. I want to say, I just like, and I had asked questions and that's actually encouraged quite a bit in the Mormon church is, is they say, don't have blind faith. And I appreciate that about the religion is, um, don't like learn, learn about your beliefs, ask it like, what is the thing? Uh, seek, seek, ponder, praise, ask, and you shall find like they, they encourage that. They encourage asking, looking for answers and listening to the, the answers. And I do respect that aspect of it. The thing is my sister was more of the mentality. She didn't get that memo, I guess. She also didn't get the memo memo about judge not. Uh, so she's, always been since the time, like I say, the earliest I can remember is she was about 18 and very judgmental of me, did not have any tolerance whatsoever for me and my crazy ways. Even though I was still active in the church at that time, um, I got married to, uh, to my first serious girlfriend in the church, in the temple. Um, and my sister actually became good friends with her. Now, as the years progressed, um, and, and her friendship with my now ex-wife grew, weird things started happening. Um, my, her view of me just got so twisted because I think what happened again, this is kind of speculation, but it, it makes sense that 
I think my wife um, at that time, my so my ex-wife now, would vent about me to my sister because the because they were buddies, and so her view of me just went down, 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 and so much hatred and animosity towards me. Like I just every time I'd step in the room, she'd give me a nasty glare. But the thing is, because my mom and I had such a good relationship, I started noticing she was being rude and nasty and disrespectful to our mother as well. In fact, so there was, my sister moved in with us for a while, which was a weird incident by itself because my, my, I'm just going to say her name. I can't keep saying my wife because no, she's not my ex-wife, Jessica, Jessica, um, basically told me, she said, Oh, your sister's moving in with us. Didn't, it was no discussion. Uh, she's moving in with us like in two days from now. So she instructed me to move our son out of his bedroom in, in with his sisters to accommodate this. Like we had a room in the basement she could have been moved into, but no, no, no. I want her in this room. So I was told, not asked, that our my sister would be moving in with us and I needed to accommodate this. In the middle of, I was working shifts at the time. So in the middle of like try, my my... Um, I was working midnights at the time. So in the middle of my midnights, I was moving my son out of his room. My sister shows up the next day on my doorstep again, after a midnight shift, I was trying to go to sleep. And then there she is. Hi, I'm moving in now. It's like, oh, okay. So uh, I need you to help me move in. And I was tired. I was a bit cranky, a bit grumpy. So I did again, what a normal person would do. I I lightened the mood by playing a joke on her. I said, okay. And so I grabbed, she had a box. I grabbed a pillow off the top of it and, uh, and brought it up to, to, uh, the room I had prepared for her. And now again, a normal human being would like kind of realize that was a joke and laugh, but she was livid. She was like, why are you doing that? You're supposed to be helping me and all this stuff and yelling at me. Oh, that's that's your version of helping me and stuff. She was livid. She didn't get the joke. So at that point, I'm like, why would I keep helping you now that you're lecturing me for making a joke? So I didn't help her anymore. And of course, she held that over me for years um, while she was living. So I'm uh, that whole thing was just to get, get us to the point where while she was living with us, that was a nightmare. She was... She did things like I heard her uh, with my ex-mother-in-law. I walked in on them while I was getting ready for an evening shift. They were She was making spaghetti and she and my ex-mother-in-law were bad-mouthing my mom. And so I said, look, I, I walked in on this. I said, guys, if you have a problem with my mom, you can you should be going and talking to her about it. Don't be back-talking nasty things about my mother in my house, stop right now. I was very clear about that. Do not do this. And and then I left to go continue to get ready for work. About five minutes later, I came back. They were back at it. And I lost my temper a bit. I, uh, I know I dropped some F-bombs in there. I don't know exactly what I said. Um, that was an example of, of kind of what would happen. I'd similarly um, walked in and... and uh, found the, found her saying things to my kids, uh, against me. I overheard conversations with her and Jessica about me that were not very nice. My, she, my sister went and talked, this was a weird one. She went and tra- talked trash about, about Jessica to my dad because our, our marriage was flailing and it was as if she was trying to put a wedge between Jessica, my ex-wife and my dad at the time just to try to make my marriage all the less stable. Like she was trying to attack it from every angle. It's so unreal what she was doing to me. Um, And so when I would be like kind of curt with her or make little snarky remarks, um, the people that she had convinced I was nasty are like, why are you being so mean to her? And it's like, why the hell do you think I am? She's trying to destroy my life. And I don't understand why. This brings us to an incident at my parents' place. Now this we're talking 15 years ago, okay? She, uh, we were over at uh, at my parents' place uh, back when we lived in Ontario. 
And now she and and Jessica like doing funny little jokes to my mom's dog who is white. They would like dye her pink or green or whatever and dye her funny colors and with like permanent dye so it would take forever for it to get out because this was just hilarious to them to prank the dog. And um, they they did other little dress them up in funny things or give them give her a weird haircut whatever they did those kinds of pranks to my mom's dog which is like it's all in good fun it's like whatever well um uh, when that was going on like somebody it was around christmas i believe and somebody we do joke gag gifts at christmas time all the time someone gave my grand uh, a box of tampons as a joke and um so i thought it would be so we started, me and my brother started kind of like hiding the tampons throughout the house for my parents to find at random times. Ha ha ha. It's okay. It wasn't too funny, but whatever. So I, uh, I was going to tie one of these tampons to, uh, the, the dog's collar. Um, again, just, I thought it'd be kind of funny for it to dangle down much like my sister did a couple days ago. She comes running screaming as I'm trying to tie this friggin' thing to the the front of the dog's collar, screaming, losing her mind, saying that I was trying to insert this tampon into the dog. Now, why in her warped mind that is what I was attempting to do when I was in front of the dog, for one thing, um... I, I don't know. It just goes to show her warped view of me. She's so deluded by something, and I don't even know exactly what, that she thinks that despite my history of, of loving animals, that I would, I'm the kind of person, I'm so cruel and vicious and heartless that I would sexually molest a dog. This is what she thinks of me. Now, I'd kind of forgotten about that whole incident. Um, but... I believe last year or so, my, my son, he was spending a lot of time with my dad and, um, and he decided to take, take my son on a little trip and my sister was there. At one point during this trip, my sister had a meltdown because my son reminded her of me and how horrible I am and started telling my, my dad about how, about that incident. She said, oh, no one believes me that he was trying to uh, to insert a tampon into a dog. And the reason no one believes her is because she's an idiot and that obviously wasn't the case. So she's been holding on to this for 15 years thinking that I get a rise out of molesting animals based on nothing, based on zero. Ask her what her what, what's the evidence that I have ever been cruel or, or even... And honestly, I wasn't even involved in the little dyeing their hair and, and giving them weird haircut type pranks that she was involved in. When This is what she does. When someone she likes does something, it's hilarious. When I do it, it's, it's nasty and it's evil and it's vile and all this stuff. So, so she said that. My son overheard it. My son overheard her talking to my dad, calling me an animal molester. Now, not too happy about that. So obviously when her dog came to see me, of course I was going to be loving and gentle and accommodate her dog falling in love with me because most animals fall in love with me. They, they appreciate how kind and uh, gentle I am with them. And, um, but I'm, I'm also like my, my wife and I have, have gotten pretty good at like at uh, we're still learning, but, but I like it training animals. So, you, you know, um, so we uh, quite enjoy it, like in a loving way, helping pets, um, learn good behaviors. I love that. It is so rewarding. Um, I just, I just can't get enough of them. And, uh, so yeah. So when her pup came up to me, of course I was going to, um, appreciate that. And she obviously hasn't been able to brainwash her dog yet. Um, so that's the context. So when she saw her dog walking up to me, that is why she had a meltdown because she has a warped worldview that is based on nothing. As I say, her, her logic path is so distorted. Um, a quick example of her having distorted logic. Um, I went, 
while she was living with us, we went on a trip to, uh, to a water park and, uh, we were eating, I believe it was pears. Yeah, it was pears. So we were eating some pears and there was some uh, woods nearby. So when I was done with my paracore, I threw the uh, paracore into the woods. It decomposes. That's what they do. And it's not littering when it's into the woods and it's going to decompose, but whatever. And she got mad at me for that. She said, you shouldn't do that. And I said, uh, no, it's absolutely fine. In fact, that's what I want you to do because I don't want rotting apple cores in my trunk, stinking it up. It's a hot day. So don't put your apple cores in the car. Well, she decided to be sneaky and wrap it up in a Kleenex, which would do so much to stop the smell. She wrapped her paracore up in a Kleenex and stuck it in the cooler in the trunk, hoping I wouldn't see. I saw her do it. And I said, I told you not to do that. Well, you shouldn't litter. So anyway, so I took the apple core out and I threw it into the woods. I didn't throw the Kleenex into the woods, just the the paracore. Um, And she freaked out. She said to me, because my kids were there, she said, you're teaching your kids to disrespect me. Well, isn't that an interesting line of reason? You are sneakily doing exactly what I said not to do in front of my kids. And yet I'm the one teaching them to disrespect. Is that right? You blatantly demonstrating to my kids that they should go behind my back and disobey me in a very sneaky way. That's perfectly fine. But me showing that that not doing that, that not being sneaky and deceptive and disobedient, that's somehow teaching disrespect. That's who she is, but that's what I mean. They, they've got this weird, warped worldview. They, uh, and it, it's showing up with the way they parent. They don't, um, I mean, the, they've, I've, their, uh, Carl, the husband there, um, has yelled at my sister because she had the audacity to, um, to give her, to give their eldest son uh, a little push down at Toboggan Hill because he was a little bit scared of this steep skill. And oh, no, no, our kids set the rules in our house where they, if they don't want to go down the hill, then, uh, then how dare you let, help him have fun and help him. So they've got a very warped idea of what boundaries are. Um, so anyway, that was, that was a bit lengthy. So hopefully, Hopefully I, I kept it somewhat engaging. Um, my two assaults of the week. Uh, first one was definitely avoidable. Was the second one avoidable? Well, I guess if I'd, if I'd said, yes, Crystal, you're right. I should, I should keep my distance from your dog because that would be respectful to you. Um, I suppose that could have, um, avoided the situation? Did I um, antagonize the situation a little bit? Well, I mean, I had something to prove. I definitely had something to prove, which is that I am not a nasty animal molesting psycho like like you. But um, so I, I don't see how that was that was wrong. I mean, a dog comes up to me and I lovingly pet the dog. That's what a normal person does. It's not a normal human being response to have a psychotic meltdown, yell and scream two inches from somebody's face because they're being nice to your pet, especially when I like, I would get it. I would get it if there was actually, because if, if my pet or someone I loved was going up to someone who was indeed, um, dangerous, of course I would feel protective of that. Right. But I actually base my opinions on people on facts and reality. So the opinions I have of my sister are based on the fact that uh, basically everything she says about me is a lie. She manipulates people. She's, even though she's a crazy Jesus freak, she abides by, I mean, she's a hypocrite to her own 
so-called beliefs. Um, the Mormon church does not really uh, condone things like cross-dressing, so why she would cross-dress her son. Uh, I understand. I know that when, when she was growing up, she was a big tomboy, and in fact, she uh, basically infiltrated the Boy Scouts. She, uh, she said, I don't want to be in, in uh, guides. I want to be in Boy Scouts and forced her way in. Uh, so she was from an early age, basically into, um, I guess, gender nonconformity. And that's manifesting a bit in the way she's raising her son. Um, I mean, to look at her, honestly, and this is me being objective, you, if you didn't know she had kids and a husband, you would think she's a lesbian and not one of the, uh, porn hub ones uh either she's got a very off-putting face but i know that's partly biased on my part because i i tend to have a, a i look see people as uh not very attractive when they spend their whole life um lying about you and trying to manipulate and twist people against you when she spent the latter part of my first marriage deliberately trying to destroy my marriage and um i'm pinning people against me in the process fortunately it didn't work with my mom my mother knew that she was full of it my dad tends to be about a bit passive on these things so as much as he tried to stay neutral um he wasn't totally unaffected by it my um my next brother in line was um definitely manipulated by her to the point where, you know, he's, he tried to call me out and I've just had to tell him, you have no place sticking your nose in this because you don't know what it's like. Now he's gotten a taste of it. Every now and then she forgets who she's dealing with and she will do completely disrespectful things, not just to me and my mom, because we're normally her targets, but to, um, my next brother, Eric, uh, every now and then he's seen it come out. And then he gives her crap, but it's like, like him, he, she actually kind of listens to because she's like, whoops, I stepped out of line here. Every now and then she does it with my dad. Um, like, uh, the, uh, again, lots of examples here for when, when, uh, her first kid was young and she, she wouldn't let my parents babysit them because my dad at the time, he found this non-alcoholic, uh, halal, um, hops drink that he liked. And she said, Oh, you're just trying to, you, you really want to drink beer and you're going to feed some to my kid. She actually accused my dad of wanting to sneak non-alcoholic beer into her kid's bottle. That's the kind of psychopath she is again, based on nothing, based on zero. And so for a while, my dad, I think my dad told her to fuck off too, actually at, uh, at that point. Um, but he has to be pushed pretty far before he gets fed up with her. And then after a few weeks and it's all calmed down, he's back to trying to be nice to her and, and letting her walk all over him. And that's what she does. She basically uses our parents. Um, I don't know if it's, that's the, uh, the Brooke family way. Um, but I, I don't know if she just like, like I was raised not to take advantage of people. My dad likes being helpful and he likes offering things to people. And my first response is, well, <laughs> I don't want you giving me all your stuff. Her response is, yeah, 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 yeah. More, more, more. Actually, actually, could you give me this as well? And just walks all over and takes advantage. And that's what she's always done, which is a great trait. But, um, so, uh, so, I mean, I shouldn't be too surprised that it escalated to this. Um, I mean, I don't really know. I don't really know what, what the next logical step is. I was back and forth about, okay, well, should I press charges? And then it's like, well, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of content saying this was just pent up anger on both sides and we should just let it go and move on and in our obviously separate directions, even more so, um, just as much as I wanted, I had the inclination how f good it would feel to have hit her back. Um, you know, it, it obviously that, that side of me that wants justice doesn't want to see her get away with it. Um, and I, I know she's a nurse, so 
it would probably be quite detrimental to her career. I would think. I don't know what their stance is. I may, I'll look into that. I'll see how the Youth Nurses Association uh, feels about uh, violent offenders um, acting in a caregiving role. Um, I wouldn't think they would uh, appreciate it. Would it ruin her career? Um, maybe, maybe not. Is that a path I want to go down? Is pressing charges just to make her life, make her more accountable for her behavior um, a path I want to go down? Honestly, I don't know. Um, it does feel unresolved, I will say that. Um, it definitely feels unresolved. I mean, they they left their dog. The whole reason they came over to my parents is because they were leaving their dog there to be babysat. Um, so they could go on vacation, uh, again, just taking advantage of my parents' good nature. And, um, I, I, I will admit I did kind of decide to be a bit of a thorn in their side. I, um, I sent them a very friendly worded email telling them, I hope they enjoy their vacation. Um, I asked Carl, the husband, what his pronouns were because I, I didn't get that. Um, you know, very kind, very kind. I actually told them how much I loved their pup in the brief time I got to spend with their pup. And, um, and, and I, I could very, I, I could definitely spare some time to go, uh, go visit the pup again and even send them some pictures of me and, and the puppy, uh, bonding. Uh, so was that poking the bear a little bit? Maybe yes. Apparently, she had a bit of a meltdown after uh, after I sent that email to them, which is good because, um, you know, if I can be, if I can help their uh, vacation time be a little bit um, impacted by her disgusting behavior, then all the better because she ruined my time with my brother. She ruined my brother's time and his. Uh, Certainly his one daughter was uh, quite traumatized by her behavior. Um, I mean, again, I can't claim no fault. I know that I did yell very loud and very aggressively. And, um, and that definitely was uh, shocking to, to people as well. But uh, anyway, uh, it's, it's probably not over yet, but I, I think I said what needed to be said. So hopefully this has been somewhat uh, interesting. Uh, we'll catch you next time.